Retirement Tips Radio is brought to you by Business Radio X, the voice of business in your community. Currently serving over 25 markets, the Business Radio X network is growing fast. We're teaming up with retired execs and established entrepreneurs to support and celebrate local business leaders. If you'd like to make additional income while making a difference, discover more at brxteam.com. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Retirement Tips Radio. This is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Tom Stevens, and he is with Smart Capital Management. Welcome, Tom. Thank you. Good Uh, morning. Good morning. Before we get too far into things, tell us about Smart Capital Management. How are you serving, folks? Well, this is a second career for me, and uh, I... I was uh, I had another business. I was a banker. Um, started my own business after my bank failed. I'm actually retired once. Uh, my wife and I uh, lived in Mexico for a while. And uh, a couple of things. Number one, I was bored. I can I can't believe I retired early, and uh, then I was bored. And then uh, then my wife got cancer, so we came back to uh, to Houston, and uh, she didn't make it. So. Uh, at this point, um, well, the first thing I did was, what do I do? What do we do after somebody dies? And uh, I, I wrote a book. Um, I kept good notes uh, and wrote a book on, it's called Survivor's Handbook. This uh, is exactly what you do, uh, all the things you need to cancel, everything you need to be thinking about from a, a functional standpoint. And um, from there, I I just decided discovered that I had a passion for helping people. And at this point in my career, my second career, I am focused on helping people uh, get the, make the most out of retirement. Now, um, I, I don't know if this was an accident, but you also had a career in the military, right? That was uh, part of your journey in your life. Um, you know, you went to, to the military, you came out of the military, you're, you were an executive, and uh, then you went through this tragedy, and and that kind of inspired you to be an entrepreneur, uh, kind of going your own way. In all of those different kind of career stopping points, how have they kind of led you to this point? Well, um, certainly starting uh, with the military, that that taught me uh, discipline. That taught me to uh, um, how to work together as a team. Um, after that, I was uh, a, an executive, senior executive with a bank, and that certainly taught me um, a lot about money, how money uh, works in this uh, in the in the global economy, and how to make money. Um, and then I went off on my own, and then I learned the uh, the uh, uh, what it takes to run a small business. Uh, uh, I ended up with a business with about 300 people. It was a $10 million a year business. And so um, that was another a second learning experience. And then uh, then I was retired. Another learning experience. Um, kind of amazing that uh, step by step by step, I uh, I went from one, uh, one activity to the next to the next. And I learned everything. Uh, uh, in steps, uh, learned how to be uh, retired, and and then turned around and figured out. Well, uh, 
without a a um, without a purpose, without a reason to get up every morning, then uh, you slowly start to decline. And so that's why I got back into this business. Um, with the stop, the last stop with uh, being a caregiver for my wife, and I guess at at that point, uh, that really, it was a that was a um, that was a twenty four seven everyday uh, experience as a caregiver. And after after my wife died, I really understood that. Um, you have to have a passion. You have to have a reason to get up every morning. You have to have, you have to have that uh, determination. And, and finally, um, I discovered, I, I just really liked helping people. I, I, I have this long background from military to banking, to entrepreneur, to being retired, to being a caregiver. And now it's time for me to give back. And so, service is at the heart of all the steps. It sounds like that's what it, that's what it seems like. Going back and looking back, yes, it does. And there was was there something when you were very young that kind of inspired you to lead this life of service? Actually, I, I don't. I, I don't know that there was. It just seemed like uh, the steps just to happen to be there. And I took the steps. Um, I, I don't know how else to, uh, to describe it. It just, just seems like it unfolded. Um, and now I'm looking back, uh, 70 years old and, and, uh, well, it's been an interesting life. I'm grateful for everything that's happened. And, and, um, I am, well, I'm trying to give back at this point. Now, when a person is going through and they're they're finding you now at this stage in your uh, life and your career, they're probably thinking about retirement and they're they're towards the end of their working career. At least in their minds, they think they're at the end of their working career. I would think. Um, is there anything from when you went through that first retirement uh, mindset, like in order to have a smart retirement, are there some steps you should be taking ahead of time, like? You were able to create that manual for people going through the caregiving. Is there a manual to help someone kind of be prepared for retirement? Uh, well, there's bits and pieces out there, but uh, I have another book that's called Smart Retirement, and the very first chapter addresses that uh, from from that particular angle. Um, are you really ready to retire? There's so many people that um, they look at retirement as um, – well, I've reached a certain age. It's time for me to quit, or I hate my job, um, and I'm just going to quit. I'm going to reach this age, and and I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to play golf, or I'm going to sleep in, or I'm going to not have to worry about deadlines. But yet, that gets old real quick. And um, again, in in my book, Smart Retirement, I've got a um, I've got a whole chapter on it on how to. Uh, uh, assess your your goals and how to assess your uh, where you're at in life. What makes you happy? What uh, what what more you'd like to do with your life? You need to have some kind of an assessment to get started, and then then you can then you can continue on with. Um, well, that helps put it into perspective. I, I, I guess I can say. And once you understand uh, what your goals are, what your uh, 
what drives you, what makes you happy, what do you really want to do, then uh, then you can maybe take the next step and figure out, is there another job that I want to do? Or do I want to volunteer? If I want to volunteer, what is it that uh, that I'm most interested in? How can I help? How can I how can I get this sense of fulfillment and satisfaction? So um, I've tried to capture that in uh, in a chapter in my book, and I I've, I've got a workbook uh, in the in the appendix. I've got I've got what we just talked about um, the different steps on on how to make that assessment. Because a lot of people focus on either a date in time or a number that they're kind of working towards and they're maybe they're not thinking through well every day I got to do something right you got there's 24 hours in every day whether you're ready for it or not they're going to happen and you have to fill that time and if you don't have a compelling why and something that's getting you excited about waking up every day I would imagine it gets old you know playing golf every day even though in your mind that sounds fantastic maybe at certain age points or if you're frustrated with your work but if you're doing that every day, that's going to get boring for a lot of people and that you need to have kind of a bigger why. And and what I'm hearing you say that serving and helping helps you get fired up every day because, you know, you're excited about helping somebody today. Well, again, that's absolutely correct. Um, uh, when I retired, I retired at, at age 55. Uh, my my business was kind of winding down, and out of the blue, my wife just said, "You know what? Um, your business is winding down. My, I don't like what I'm doing. Why don't we just retire?" And at the time, I thought this was yeah, this was a great idea. But uh, within three months, we sold the house, packed up, moved to Mexico, and started living the life of an expat. And at that point, I discovered, boy, I I, I am kind of bored. I still uh, I get up every morning, six o'clock, just uh, like I normally did. Run downstairs, get a cup of coffee, and thinking, "All right, I got to do something. What am I going to do today?" And well, you know, there's nothing to do. Um, and just little by little by little, I started discovering that I really need to have a reason to get up in the morning. You can't just um, you can't just lay around. You can't just play golf. You can't just not have some motivation for getting up. So uh, that's when I decided I need to I need to do something to regenerate uh, uh, my enthusiasm for life. Um, and that that's how I got back involved in uh, in the financial business. I went came back to the U.S. I got uh, did some training, got licensed, and I was going back and forth working in his business um, when my wife got cancer. And then now you're helping people kind of get their financial and maybe healthcare uh, life in order, in order for them to live that retirement, um, maybe with a bigger why, because you're coming at this, I'm sure, a lot different than, you know, that young uh, financial advisor that's advising them. Uh, your life perspective of having been there, done that, and being kind of an age that they are not yet there, but they're approaching gives you a different kind of lens on the world. You, you have, uh, you can, I would imagine counsel them with a lot more depth. I think that, again, I think that is what differentiates me. When I talk to some of the younger advisors, they, they have a, well, they tend to have a much more cavalier attitude about, uh, 
about retirement, about uh, somebody else's money, about what uh, <clears throat> what they should and shouldn't do with their money. Um, but they're coming at it from uh, not from a place of of having been there and done that, but just from what they think, what uh, somebody else has told them, what they're viewing life from their own uh, perspective through their own lens. Um, and so me, on the other hand, I, I've been there, um, even though I retired comfor comfortably, we've gone through a couple of downturns in the economy and uh, it still gives me stomach aches when, uh, <clears throat> when the market is down. Um, and so that approach, that gives me a, a different approach for how I manage people's money. Um, but again, uh, the very first step that I talk to everybody about is what are you going to do? Really, what are you going to do when you retire? What is going to give you the motivation to get up every morning? And we try to get past the... Uh, we try to get past the uh, the glibness of, well, I'm just going to lay around or I'm going to play golf or I'm just going to fish or whatever. I try to help people understand that you do need to have some reason to get up in the morning. And, and it's got to be a serious reason. It's not just it's not golf and grandkids and and uh, the like. It's it's uh, it's a time to reassess what your life has what's brought you to this point and what's going to make you happy for the rest of your life. And I think, uh, for most of us, it's service in some way. And that once you kind of determine that true North, then it becomes a, a lot easier to create the plan, right? Um, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, <clears throat> if you want to volunteer that, uh, uh, we can take your, your um, assets and, and construct a uh, an income plan based on that. If you want to go back to work in a different field or or uh, or start your own business, there's uh, several different uh, opportunities <clears throat> that are going to be available to you, and that is going to drive how we construct your your income plan for the rest of your life. And then, um, so then do you look at, um, these kind of different, I, I, w I would guess these kind of things that are difficult to plan for, like, I don't know what health is going to be for me or my spouse. I don't know how long I'm going to live. How do you kind of take all these unknowns into consideration when you're developing a plan? Well, um, I guess that is the, uh, that's maybe one of the first things we look at it, that uh, there are going to be unknowns. Every one of us that uh, are healthy thinks that uh, we're always going to be healthy and our, and our spouse is going to be healthy. And every one of us that are working and making money think uh, that money is just going to be coming in. And um, that's just not the case. Things, the, <clears throat> things can happen. Life happens. Uh, my wife was 63 when out of the blue no symptoms. She was diagnosed with lung cancer, stage four. Um, we certainly didn't expect that. We expected to be retired and live our life as expats and travel. And all of a sudden, uh, life life changed for us. And so, those are the kinds of things that uh, 
that I want everybody to focus on that life can change in a minute. And uh, statistically, um, seven out of 10 people that are age 65 today are going to need some kind of long-term care. And that means uh, at some point, life is going to change dramatically for either them or their spouse. So that's, that's probably one of the first things we focus on is we need to have a foundation of, of a stable income. And we, there's a number of different ways we can do that, a number of different avenues that we can take, but um, that's probably the first thing we think, uh, we think about. And that's the first thing I focus on is how do we develop a stable income for the rest of your life? And then you look at it like you chart kind of where they're at today. And then, you know, you make an assumption to how long they're going to live. Right. And then, you know, um, okay, there's going to be social security is going to come into play. Medicare is going to come into play. We know those are kind of things in the, in the kind of roadmap. So you kind of can adjust those and, and toggle um, kind of your strategies based on those, uh, some of those kind of things you know for sure are going to happen at some point. Well, yes, that's absolutely correct. Um, you mentioned Medicare. Uh, it's it's amazing how many people think that uh, they're going to turn 65 and get free health care for the rest of their life. And it's um, that's, that's just not the case. I mean, Medicare itself is very, very complex. Um, there's original Medicare has uh, three parts, part A hospitalization, which is free, but part B is not. Part B is outpatient. Uh, part D is drug and drugs. Your drug coverage is going to change dramatically from year to year. Um, there's part C that uh, where the government says, uh, we're going to get out of this and we're going to hand this over to an insurance company. And so that's the Medicare advantage. Um, there's also a part D uh, that would cover, um, uh, well, Medicare has, has uh, not only premiums, but it has co-pays and deductibles and out-of-pocket amounts. And so you can also buy supplemental insurance. Uh, the, the, one of the biggest issues that around the Medicare is that once you make that decision at age 65, you are pretty much locked into that decision for the rest of your life. And people don't understand that. Um, Social Security. Social Security is interesting. Um, if you wait until you are age 70, you potentially can get as much as 37, almost $3,800 a month today. Um, that's about $45,000 a year. And you know what? A couple that wait till they both wait till they're age 70, that's about $90,000 a year they could be making. So uh, that's another thing we need to, to uh, look at right away. Uh, most people are thinking, maybe I'll take, as soon as I can, I'll turn on Social Security, but there's a huge benefit to waiting. And so that that figures into our plan also. How can we get to age 70 without turning on social security. Um, and and the, just on and on. We, now, what about, where, where does kind of um, some of these health unknowns fit in, like long-term care? Like a lot of people, you mentioned that I think two-thirds are going to need some sort of uh, care like that down the road. Um, is that something that is even on people's radar? Because like you said, they feel good now. 
like like why pay insurance on something that may or may not happen, you know, 20 years from now? <clears throat> well, that <clears throat> that is absolutely um, a, a critical issue that, that I try to get everybody to understand that uh, things things can happen. And when they do, it can be get to be very, very expensive. Um, I just see too many people that uh, have not thought about that and they're living comfortably maybe with uh, uh, a spouse uh, on on, uh, both incomes. But if one of those people end up in uh, long needing long-term care or in, in assisted living um, that, that can um, almost bankrupt somebody. Um, If the, if the money that uh, two people were living on to support that the couple in a single household, all of a sudden one of them needs to go to a separate household and, and uh, it's going to cost more for that. It, uh, it causes serious financial, uh, uh, serious financial drain. And most people aren't thinking about that. So there are, there are alternatives to the uh, traditional long-term care insurance. And that's, that's something that I'm, I'm really focusing on now, especially for people that are maybe uh, 10, 15 years away from retirement. Uh, There are, are, are different programs now with the, with certain life insurance programs uh, like 7702 IUL programs that uh, uh, not only end up creating a tax-free income stream for life, but also have have uh, ability to get at the death benefit to help pay for long-term care. Uh, certain annuities offer the same kind of uh, kind of coverage. So we look at how can we get uh, how can we get maybe a, a, a double bang out of out of uh, some of these financial products. How can we both structure an income for you that has a benefit that uh, will help you pay for long-term care should you need it. Now, it sounds like um, this is why you need somebody on your team that's kind of knows this stuff because there's so much, so many variables. There's so many unknowns. There's so many things you just can't possibly know as a lay person kind of getting into this. Um, at what point do you think a person in their career should start thinking, okay, I got to start getting my team together here because I don't know if the wealth manager I had when I was 30 is appropriate when I'm 50. Um, you got to make sure that the everybody's on the same page because I would think you need an expert, a Sherpa to kind of guide you through this uh, because there are so many uh, things that you just can't possibly know about. Um, well, um, I guess to, again to answer that question, I think that um, yeah, well, you're absolutely right that uh, the advisor that you had helping you accumulate your wealth maybe early on is is maybe not the right person to uh, um, to help guide you as you get closer to and into retirement. And uh, maybe my rule of thumb is when you are uh, about 10 years away from retirement, maybe 15, that's even better, but 10 to 15 years away from retirement, at that point, things things are different. Um, 
we can't take the chances with our, our finances, with our investments that uh, we took when we were in our 20s and 30s. And we still need the money to grow, but we need to, uh, it needs to grow carefully. We can't afford to have a, a, a big hit like uh, what happened in 2008. We've got to, uh, we've got to be a little more cautious. Uh, we ought, we need to start thinking about programs that uh, I just mentioned. Is there a way? Are there programs out there that uh, would be able to provide a uh, an in steady income stream, guaranteed income stream for the rest of our life? Um, and what other what other benefits can we get out of them, like long term care, like? Uh, a, um, access to the death benefit, maybe if we have um, if we have a terminal illness. So, um, using the football analogy, probably uh, ten years out, and may and and hopefully fifteen, if uh, you're thinking about it. But uh, that's the red the red zone for retirement, and at that point, that it's going to be critical that uh, you structure. Your finances and uh, maybe you you structure everything else that uh, you'll be ready to go into retirement when you're when you're ready to flip that switch. So now, if you were that red zone pre-retiree and you're in that zone now, what are some advice that you can like? What's some low-hanging fruit that maybe they can do on their own before they're ready to talk to an expert like you? What are some of the kind of the big rocks that they should be paying attention to? Well, um, probably number one, I would say, is we need to focus on um, how much you're going to need in retirement um, if you. If you've never done a budget, and most people have not, we need to look at how much are you spending today and what do we think we're going to need into retirement. Um, then we need to look at how much we've got saved so far and is that is that going to be enough? Um, it's, it's, it's time to reassess exactly where we're at financially and do we need to start upping the, uh, the amount that we're saving for retirement? Uh, do we need this to figure out if we're not going to have enough? Maybe we push back our plans for when we think we're going to retire. Um, the other things uh, that uh, we talked about a, a minute ago, long-term care. Uh, should we be thinking about a policy for long-term care or are there other alternatives for that? Um, what are we going to do about health care? Um, we need to educate ourselves. We don't necessarily have to have an advisor for that, but we do need to educate ourselves on on uh, what Medicare is all about. Um, uh, maybe those are those are the things that I would think of. And then finally, back to how we started this conversation, and that is, what exactly uh, are we going to do when we retire? What are we going to What's going to make us happy? What's going to give us that sense of fulfillment? What's going to motivate us every morning to get up? Um, so those are the things that uh, that I would suggest that we start working on. Yeah, I'd add to get that book, Smart Retirement, uh, from from you, Tom. I mean, I think that gives you that framework uh, to start thinking about these big things and and start uh, kind of making planning accordingly because. I think when you're younger, you're you're thinking about accumulation and wealth, 
And then when you're older, you got to make that shift to like kind of in, income stream. And, um, you know, how am I going to manage that, which is a different objective. And if you're not clear in having a true north, it's difficult uh, to do that, I think, without help. So uh, I'm, I'm with you all, all the way when it comes to that. So it's important to find the right team member to help guide you through this. Well, again, I think you're absolutely right. And um, it, it just, I can, I can look back and say, this, this came on too fast. Um, it just seems to me that uh, it wasn't that long ago when I was uh, going to, going to college or I was in the military and then uh, yeah, raising a son and life just flies. And the next thing we know, we are at retirement age and we haven't maybe uh, planned well enough for it. And there, there can be some disasters if, if we, if we don't step back and start that planning early and at the very least in the red zone. Well, Tom, if somebody wanted to learn more, uh, maybe get a hold of your book or um, have a conversation with you or somebody on your team, what's the website? The website is www.smartcapman.com. So Smart Capital Management abbreviated www.smartcapman.com. Well, thank you. Books. So the, the books there, you have several books, right? Book. The books are available on, on Amazon uh, under Tom, Thomas Stevens. Um, there's five books out there. Um, and they're available on Amazon. Well, thank you again for sharing your story. You're doing important work, and we appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, having me on. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Retirement Tips Radio. Retirement Tips Radio is brought to you by Business Radio X, the voice of business in your community. Currently serving over 25 markets, the Business Radio X network is growing fast. We're teaming up with retired execs and established entrepreneurs to support and celebrate local business leaders. If you'd like to make additional income while making a difference, discover more at brxteam.com. Dot com.